Hello and welcome to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and I have with me today Ms. Valerie Fields, the Vice Chairman of the Board of at Felton Laboratory Charter School. So I'm really excited to get into this conversation with her. She's down in Orangeburg, South Carolina. And before we get started with our conversation, I want to let you know to sign up now for my new email list on TreyGamage.com. And while you're on the website, go ahead and check out Every Decision Counts, Eight Lessons I Wish They Taught Me in School. It's something that you may want to figure out for the, or pick up, excuse me, for the end of the school year, or even adopt for next school year. So check that out on TreyGamage.com. And without further ado, let's get to our special guest today, Ms. Valerie Fields. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Trey. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me. Tell me about this charter school that you're working with down in Orangeburg. What do you all got going on? Uh, Felton uh, Laboratory Charter School is uh, a STEAM school where they look at science, technology, uh, the arts, engineering, and mathematics. And so it is uh, not new to charter, but it is somewhat new in that it was a traditional uh, laboratory school. It is housed on uh, South Carolina State University's campus, and it is transitioning, uh, is what I would say, into becoming a STEAM school. Okay, okay. Now, would this be similar to, I know there's, you know, you've got the Governor School of Science and Math in Hartsville. Is Felton Laboratory Charter looking to be similar to the governor's school or is it is it a standalone? I know the governor's school is STEM. You've got STEAM. Are you guys looking to branch out from the campus and become residential or is it still going to be more of a traditional kind of school? It will be uh, traditional. There has not been any, has not been any conversation about being a um, school that would be residential since I've been on the board, which has not been that long ago. I started in uh, July. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And how old is the school? Um, I'm not quite sure of the um, age of Felton. However, I do know that it dates back uh, pretty early on in that it was um, on South Carolina State's campus for a number of years. So I'm not sure of the actual date of its inception because it, it, it started out with uh, being uh, what I would say married to South Carolina State University as the place where um, students were sent to do their uh, practice work from the Department of Education and other areas, you know, as a part of um, the university. Okay, okay. That's pretty cool. Well, I think that's a, it's a great opportunity and a great school. You know, I, I believe Orangeburg, if I'm not mistaken, is part of the Corridor of Shame. Is that correct? Uh, somewhat. It is not right on 95. It is off of 26, but okay. it is definitely connected. Okay, okay. Yes. Well, mm -hmm. So you've been in Orangeburg for a while, and I know, you know, South Carolina as a whole, we're, we've ranked number 50 in education, which isn't good for any of us. But, you know, I do hear about um, Orangeburg as well and some of the progress that you all are trying to make down south. I think, matter of fact, our superintendent in Darlington County just came from Orangeburg. Can you talk about some of the changes you've seen in education in Orangeburg, South Carolina, since you've been working in the school systems over there? Uh, well, of course, I started out in higher education in uh, South Carolina in Orangeburg in 2006. And since that time, I have, I have seen some 
changes and uh, differences in that a lot have uh, dealt with mostly addressing the uh, standardized test movement where they have moved from different uh, curricula to try to satisfy the needs of the students to be more successful on the uh, standardized test. A lot of things that I'm observing now are standardized test driven. And so that means that the um, faculty and teachers and administrators have to now gear themselves towards what is needed to ensure that these students are successful. Okay, okay. Um, and, and what was it, you know, speaking about Orangeburg, is there a place or a specific gap that you feel like still needs to be bridged in Orangeburg? Uh, well, I do believe that um, as we move through the different uh, genres of the educational setting, that the social and emotional learning may be something that might be missing. And I think that a little bit more uh, attention may need to be given to that, you know, whereas we do know that standardized tests are critical because that is right now what's driving um, the uh, defined success of students and teachers for that matter and the administrators as well. However, in my opinion, I think that um, that has probably been uh, overemphasized a little bit and we may need to move back into some basic things of just looking at the child as a whole, not necessarily looking at them from the, the student achievement side, but going back and looking at their, their um, social and emotional well-being. And when I say that, meaning understanding how to manage those students and also what is a set for them to uh, be able to achieve positively, and then knowing uh, what is necessarily necessary for them to maintain some type of um, positive attitude when they are, you know, trying to learn what is necessary for the uh, standards that teachers are teaching. It, 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 to me, it kind of goes back to um, just the common basics of what is actually happening at home and how does that move into the school and teachers being able to understand that they're not necessarily working with that child that I worked with in 1989, the, the mm. home structure is a lot different. The students who we yeah. are working with are different and their backgrounds are certainly different from um, some years ago. So we have to uh, make sure that we're able to do that. And I will say that we've done a very good job of training our teachers to be able to deal with these things. You know, we are training them to deal with the standards and not necessarily doing a lot of training on the social and emotional side. And, and that is very much needed. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like it's a, it's a trend starting to become a standard. I know that nationally, um, SEL has been adopted for pre-K, but not into our K-12 school system all the way yet. At your school, have you guys started to um, look into SEL practices or started some of the implementation? I think that uh, at Felton, there may be a look at um, some of the emotional and social um, sides of students. What I will say is um, in my um, work with principals and superintendents in the um, ed leadership 
department at South Carolina State University, I am hearing from them that it is very much a need. I'm also hearing from them, you know, statements like, Dr. Fields, you all didn't train us for the uh, emotional and social side of these students. We have the uh, theories and practices down pat, but, you know, when it comes down to dealing with some of these things that are outside of uh, the learned theories that uh, are in the textbook, some, some administrators may be struggling a little bit. Mm, mm, mm. Is, there, is there a plan in place? And well, let me ask this first. Belton, so it's on the SC State campus. Is there initiatives that you guys already have um, in place? So like for next year, are you looking to ramp up your SEL or do you, are you still looking for buy-in from your school community? Um, I think that there are some things in place. Uh, I, um, as you very well know, um, the education department just received some uh, grant dollars that they are going to be using to do some uh, different uh, things in education that will probably help with some of this transformation of looking at social mm -hmm. and emotional um, learning. I have not spoken directly with the um, chairperson of the Department of Ed Leadership, nor have I spoken with the, um, the dean for the School of Education, but I do know that there have been conversations had, you know, in regards to social and emotional learning. Yeah, yeah, it's important. I, I think this um, whole reform bill that's going through the state right now should be one that hopefully passes and, and helps to revitalize um, what, what our school system is today. So if, if you take me more into your school, Ms. Valerie, what are some of the things that would stand out? If I were to walk into your classrooms or walk into your school, what are some of the things that would stand out and uh, make Felton Laboratory Charter School feel special? I think that um, one of the things is uh, Felton has gone through some transition with leadership. And now I, I feel that uh, they are definitely on a, uh, a, an even, um, I guess, plan of preparing the teachers to be successful. And they are doing a lot of professional development with teachers to help them to be able to address not just the social and emotional side of the student, but also to work with uh, things that will increase student achievement in the classroom. One, one of the things that I have uh, been able to um, observe is the fact that I feel that the teachers are most willing uh, to learn uh, new strategies and techniques to be able to teach students. I think that time may be something that might not be on everyone's side, and that is uh, trying to uh, move a student from where they are to where they need to be to be successful, and they may not have a sufficient amount of time to do that. However, what they're having to learn how to do is go back and track to as far as they can to keep uh, doing um, activities that will help these students move through um, their academics. And I think when you go into Felton, you will see them uh, working uh, with different technologies and software programs to be able to, uh, I guess, kind of follow students and, and make sure that they are moving successfully along those uh, academic achievement lines. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like you've got a very interesting dynamic as well because you're on that college campus 
And just looking at your LinkedIn profile here, I see that you've got a lot of experience at the higher ed level in um, technical college and at South Carolina State. You know, what, what do you feel like, um, how, how does your experience in higher education help you prepare the students that you're working with now at Felton? Well, one of the things that I will say is uh, from the uh, board of directors side of the house, I work generally and most uh, closely with the school's director. And so what I have uh, attempted to do is set up a time uh, with the director to where we are able to look at uh, some of the strategies that they currently have in place and discuss some things that may be helpful. And I'm able to uh, work with him from the vantage point of uh, being a um, instructor of learning in the Ed Leadership Department and looking at some of the most recent trends that are happening right now now, not just with charter schools, but with um, all of the, uh, the K-8 schools that are in the state of South Carolina that may be doing exceptionally well. Mm. Uh, one thing that I will say, a lot of focus is um, given to literacy, because we do know that if a child is able to read and comprehend, typically they are able to perform in all as you know, through all aspects, because we find that a lot of times there uh, are deficiencies in reading and when there's a deficiency in reading it sometimes prohibits them from being able to move through the different uh, learning styles that they need because they're not able to read or comprehend so I, I feel that um, the the attention that Felton is giving to um, literacy is, is helpful. I think that um, they started this, not just this year, but on last year, they, I, I saw some things that they were doing to, to help with literacy. And I think that now they are in line or aligned to really drive this particular initiative in by doing the activities that they're doing with their teachers, uh, providing uh, outside professional development training for them and also engaging students in activities that are both during school hours and after school hours mm. Mm. yeah absolutely now is with with felton and the work that you're doing with there is there a specific goal like for you personally as an educator is there a, a climax or a peak that you're trying to reach and when it comes to helping students well one of the things that um, has driven me to serve as a member of uh, Felton's board is that they are listed as a STEAM school. So my drive and my motivation is to ensure that the STEAM concept is absolutely uh, relevant and and it is noticed at this school. I think that it is very important that if we are going to be identified as a STEAM school, that the uh, curriculum uh, fosters STEAM and that the activities that are um, addressed at the school, they also represent that of a STEAM school. And so that, that is my drive and my motivation in working with the Laboratory Charter School. I will say with you to you, Trey, that this is my first time 
working with a charter school, which was okay. also uh, somewhat intriguing for me because I had not done that before. And so I said, okay, you know, I have worked with uh, K-12. I have worked in higher education, uh, dealing with uh, uh, the student affairs side of the house and the academic side of the house. And I said, okay, as I round out my educational career or what I would want to think of as rounding it out then you know how else would I do this and then I said you know I've never worked with the charter school before let me jump on this side of the house and see what does that look like and how does that now uh, foster into what principals and superintendents are saying about what they're seeing in their schools and school districts and so I think that um, not only is this uh, helpful to me as a professional, but also most helpful to me as leading um, Felton Laboratory Charter School at this time. Okay, okay. I, I think that's a, um, you know, again, I think your journey through education has brought a vast amount of experience and, and kind of first and secondhand knowledge to be able to understand um, how to move forward with your, with your decisions as an educator. Is there any myth about charter schools that were debunked in your, um, in your, in your workings now with a charter school? Um, not that I can think of. I know a lot of people uh, may look at charter schools as being privatized somewhat, uh, and they, it, it is most definitely not. Uh, I have heard that uh, sometimes charter schools are used as a way to uh, separate uh, the haves and the have-nots. And I would have to say Felton is not a representative of that. Uh, it, it is a uh, um, great mixture of students there. And it is also um, the dynamics of the, the culture there would be representative of you know, what I would call being from uh, Louisiana a gumbo, meaning there's a mixture of, of a little bit of every everybody. Okay, okay. I yes. like that. I like that. Good. Um, well, Miss Fields, where can the people go to find you and learn more about Felton Charter School and the work that you're doing over there? Okay. Uh, Felton Laboratory uh, Charter, they do have a, a website and um, they can go there and uh, the board secretary is Miss Stephanie McCray. And uh, my information, I don't know if they have our, uh, the director's, uh, the director's information, the director's Mr. Barry Charlie. And um, if someone needs to contact him or if they need to contact me as a board representative, they can most certainly just call the school uh, directly and Miss uh, Stephanie McCray can get them in contact with me. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. Thank you so much, Dr. Fields, for sharing your wealth of experience and knowledge with us here on the DASH podcast. Is there any other final thoughts or takeaways that you want to leave with us? Well, you know, I would just like to say that um, we've always been told that a, a good education would uh, guarantee us a good job. And one of the things that I would just ask that all of the listeners consider is that uh, although you may have a good education, there are those other things that come along with it in order for you to be able to navigate. Um, and one, one is learning about, and I'm going to go right back 
back into this social and emotional type learning because, you know, although I feel that I've prepared myself to be successful on the academic side of the house, the social and emotional part for me was uh, somewhat of a learning curve, you know, in that I was um, uh, accustomed to working in certain learning environments and as they began to change, you know, it was somewhat of a uh, difference for me. And so I had to learn how to move with the environments in which I worked. And so just because, you know, I had a doctoral degree and because I may have had years of experience in a certain area did not necessarily mean or guarantee that I was going to be that person for the job. You have to know the landscape, you have to know the people in which you work, and you have to understand the environment in which you work in. And if you don't, then you may not be able to manage your professional career in the way that you might think it should be. That is a drop the mic moment right there. <laughs> I think that's, that's excellent. That's an excellent piece of wisdom to have. We're always learning that learning never stops. And it's not just for students, even us as adults, our, our learning is continuous. It's a process that changes with every environment that we're in. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. Good deal. Good deal. Well, thank you all for listening as well to the Dash Podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends, with your educators, everybody who needs to hear the Dash. We come to you weekly with educators who are facilitating solutions in school communities. And if you want to know more information about the Dash or TreyGammers.com, you can go to TreyGammers.com right now and follow me at all social media at TreyGammage. Like damage with a G in tray with or tree with out the last e um that's something new right there so thank you again for listening this is the dash podcast and we will see you next time thank you Ms.